Boom, put boom, boom, side, B side, what side are you on? So one of the weirdest things about modern life is that stuff just pops up, right? You never know when an afternoon is going to go sideways. And I just got a call from a friend of mine who is stuck on the side of the road, but they have their car, but their car is running without the keys. Somehow they have- so weird to think about. Which, like, that's not, like, my brain was like, how does that happen? One, I haven't driven in like almost two years, but also you could just have the keys in your pockets now, right? And as long as the key is within range of the car, you can start it. Mm-hmm. So evidently, a friend drove off without the keys. Uh, maybe they were outside of the car. We're not entirely sure, but got to their destination. And then the car wouldn't shut off, which is weird. It's the, the opposite thing you would think it would do without the car, without the keys, right? Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't shut off. So now they're stuck. So we are going to adjust our recording schedule because of life instances. But this brought up a very... Uh, familiar story from 20 years ago that uh, I've decided to completely hijack the entire episode and tell. <laughs> so in 2003, uh, my newlywed bride and I at the time were moving from Minnesota to Boston. Everything we had was in a Ford Focus. And this is the first year of Ford Focus. It was a brand new car. Uh, not to us, it was about two or three years old, but it was the first year of the Ford Focus, which means... Uh, as my father would then go on to tell me later, never buy the first year of any new car because you're going to get all of the new car problems. Mm-hmm. And this car had about 50 different recalls that happened on it. Stuff from doors will spontaneously unlatch at high speeds when taking a corner Whoa. to occasionally the battery will light itself on fire when idling. Whoa. So we're driving. Yeah, it was, it was, it was 11 of a car. Uh, so many recalls and this car had been into the Ford dealerships in so many different states no fault of fault of our own just the first year of a car new setup there were going to be problems everything we own is in this Ford Focus we have been driving for two and a half days from Minnesota from Minneapolis St. Paul all the way to Boston we are on the last leg of our journey we are within a mile of the apartment that we have rented sight unseen off of Craigslist. I know sounds horrible. Turned out to be really nice. Nice little old lady. This was before the Craigslist killer time. Uh, But a mile from our location, all of a sudden the car just slows down. We are on a a four lane highway, highway with a divider in the middle and barely any shoulder in the North suburbs of Boston at 6.30 on a Sunday afternoon. We are the closest people that we know live in New York. The closest family we have is in North Carolina. So we are on our own. We've got cell phones, but it's before the days of smartphones. So we cannot look up, you know, tow trucks. So we walk to a gas station about a quarter of a mile away and decide to just start calling tow truck places. We're going down the line plug in as many quarters as we can. We took all of the quarters. Yes, kids, this was the thing you still have to do was plug the pay phone, which is a real thing. It's a phone that stands by itself in a tiny little box that you've probably never seen. (laughs) Plugging it with quarters, calling all these places and just getting, you know, message after message saying they're closed because it's Sunday at 6.30 p.m. We find this place that is probably about halfway down the list. And finally, somebody answers the phone. 
and it's this guy and I'm, I'm relaying this entire story because at the time my wife is on the phone she was doing all of the calling uh because i was probably not in any shape to be calm she was the calm one i'm the dramatic one and she's calling gets this guy on the phone and he's like yeah what can i do she's like hey uh we're we're just trying to get a tow we're on the, the, the north side of Boston in Malden, Medford area, and our, we're on a highway, like, I don't even know what was on two or something, maybe no highway one, probably. And the car just broke down and it won't start. And we don't know anyone around here. We just need a tow to someplace. The guy's like, okay, well, I don't know if we can get up there. What's your name? Let me see if I can call somebody. And she's like, you know, Fitzpatrick is her last name. And I kid you not. And again, this has been relayed to me, but the guy goes, your name's Fitzpatrick and you're on the north side. What's an Irish kid doing on the north side? What are you doing on the Italian side of town? Oh no! And she's like, oh, "We're we're we're just we're we're out of out of town. We don't know anybody." And it was like, "It's like, hold on, I'll call somebody. Where are you at? Where's the car?" He gets all the information. This guy shows up himself with the tow truck. Wow! Hooks up the tow truck, drops us off at our apartment that we with a lady who we'd never met before, just lets us in. And we, we stay it there for the day. Uh, the car goes to South Boston, uh, which is the Irish part of town. And in the, in the tow truck, the guy's like, you know, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do anything because, you know, it's Sunday at 630, but, you know, I'm Irish too. And I just can't, I can't let two Irish kids sit on the side of the freeway on a Sunday night, which wouldn't be Christian. And meanwhile, my last name has now become Fitzpatrick. No matter what happens, I will say that I am bad at Fitzpatrick for the rest of that, that <laughs> drive till we pay for this thing. It was the nicest thing. And that was my first experience in Boston. This guy who took time out and he's even telling us, he's like, hey, I, you know, I would invite you guys over, but you know, it's Sunday night. I got to go to my mom's house for dinner. And you know, like, we don't know you that well. And I'm like, okay, totally understandable. But he's like, no, I apologize. I really, I should, but I don't want to drop that on my mom. And I'm like, why are you apologizing for not inviting us to family dinner? That's not something that I expected. It was an amazing time. And that moment on, I fell in love with Boston. Uh, the car got fixed. The worst part is the next morning, the guy went out and started it. It started right away. Of course it did. No explanation of why it shut down, other than that we needed to meet this gentleman who had a service station in South Boston that was going to come help us and make me fall in love with Boston. Now, my oldest is looking at colleges and they're looking at Boston University, and there is no doubt in my mind that this is fate because of all the places that they're looking to go to school, I feel the most comfortable with them being in Boston because I know there are good people there. So even though sometimes life goes awry, weird things happen, uh, schedules get changed, uh, podcasts get abbreviated, uh, the best part is that there's always somebody good out there and uh, makes you feel a little bit more optimistic about tomorrow. So. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> we will be back to regularly scheduled programming next week. Uh, we will start off again with episode 108 next week, which means it is your turn. So be ready, Adam. Oh, I'm ready. And I have an entire story about the perils of dating and why I love romantic comedies that you should, all should come back for because it's a doozy. All right. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, Brooke. Hello, Brooke. You know, like for as, as much as, as fun as we have, if people knew how long we just talked without recording <laughs> before this even starts. It's a while. I mean, efficiency experts would be like, what are you doing? 
it's a while i mean we're catching up you know how's it going what's, what's we're solving happening? all the problems of the world we're exactly. investigating things we're putting our you know detective hats on and learning about media markets and all sorts of stuff exactly. uh, it's good times I, I mean like maybe someday when we get big enough we'll just record that stuff too <laughs> and people can pay like 5.95 to just hear us <laughs> gossip for an hour oh my gosh oh so um I don't know if you want to talk about it, but we did text over the weekend because you had some stuff happen. Oh, yeah. No, um, it's actually the A-side today. Okay. Directly, directly, directly related. Uh, directly related to that. So we'll save that. So we'll uh, save that. Okay. I- I've been watching uh, a lot of, of TV and also like this is one of my favorite two weeks of the year. It's back to school. You know, fall sports are, are starting and the U.S. Open is one of the most compelling and fun tournaments to watch uh, the U.S. Tennis Open. Uh, no golf. And this year has been so, so good. Uh, even just this afternoon, I was in the middle of work, and I'm just doing spreadsheets, spreadsheets, and I, I'm kind of watching uh, the uh, Francis Tiafo match. Uh, and then it goes to the, every single set went to a tie break, and it's just so intense and so much fun. And if anybody is not a tennis fan, like I get that, but if you just tune in this weekend, you got the semifinals coming up, you've got the finals. It is so engrossing and so much fun. And the drama and the personal, like last night with uh, Nicholas Kyrgios, who like the best, the best rivalry right now is Nick Kyrgios versus Nick Kyrgios because the man self-destructs builds himself back together then self-destructs again in every game it's it's amazing <laughs> and like and he's yelling at no one he's yelling at his family he's yelling at just random people in the stands he's yelling at the tack the the, the the racket the ball like the guy is just like old school like john mcenroe but I was john say, mcenroe that's what would, it like. yeah but mcenroe would yell at the referees mm-hmm here goes is just yelling at anything that moves like but except the referees so the referees can't really find him or like penalize him for anything because he's not yelling at the other player he's not yelling at the referees he's yelling at like existence or like space and time like you have no idea he's just so compelling to watch he's figured so out honestly, how to I, do it yeah and it's it's so crazy like he's yelling at his box his you know like coach and best friend and girlfriend who are like standing they're sitting in the box directly behind the other guy so he's not yelling at the other guy but he's yelling just past the other guy who's about to serve and it's like this amazing uh like loophole uh i think it's better like i i know in the last week we've had the lord of the rings new series has launched and i didn't like the first episode i totally got hooked by the second one and now i'm in uh, I have no desire to watch the whole Game of Thrones, House of Dragons thing. I got so burnt out. But I would say the best drama on television was Nick Curios over the last week and a half, just screaming at himself and his friends on TV, because that was more compelling to me than any drama involving rings or dragons. Uh, it's a shame that he lost last night, because if he could have gotten to the final or even the semifinals, it would have been amazing. But uh, Francis Tiafo. Uh, the f- youngest American to get into the semifinals in like 15 years. Uh, no American has won the U.S. Open since like two, no American male, sorry, 
has won the U.S. Open since 2002. I mean, Serena and Venus and, you know, have, and many women's players have won it since then. Uh, not to discount that at all. Uh, but no American male. We've had a dearth of good American male players for years. So uh, very exciting. So I would say that's more drama than anything I actually watched that was scripted on TV. Nice, nice. And then, of course, there was the whole um, last, the end of last week was, you know, Serena and the, what, what mm-hmm. it brought in yes. the highest numbers for tennis ever. Yes, I, it, it, was, it was so good. And like everyone, I, I, I was... I went out that night afterwards and I'm meeting some friends out at a bar and everyone is talking about it two hours after it's ended. And it was all like, I'm so sad that she lost, but like, I cannot remember the last time I rolled into a bar at 11 PM on a Friday night. And people are talking about tennis. <laughs> and everyone is talking about tennis. Like I'll be honest, I don't think that's ever happened in my life, which just goes to show you like the level of uh, cultural impact that Serena has had. Uh, and it, it it's a sh- shame that she couldn't go out, you know, winning the whole thing because that's kind of the dream. But yeah, like she did it with such class. And I mean, she's barely played in the last five years to just show up and get to like the quarterfinals or the fourth round of the U.S. Open when you barely played. I mean, that's just like pure talent. And it's amazing. So yeah, that was really good. And uh, then, of course, this weekend, the ultimate Hollywood is this a contrived drama? Is it real drama? Do we really know with the whole don't worry, dar- darling? Oh finish? my gosh, the whole thing, you know, with the sh- starting with Shia LaBeouf, was he fired? Did he quit? He's got the receipts to show that he quit, even though Olivia Wilde says she fires him and then Florence Pugh and she doesn't want to do the press, the pressers, but she does them, but the rest of the cast doesn't show up. Did Harry spit on Chris Pine? Did he not spit on Chris Pine? It is so wild. Where did Chris Pine find a disposable camera in 2022? Did you see that? He 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 was on the red carpet taking pictures of uh, Florence Pugh with the disposable camera. No, like I didn't was, see that. Oh, but, oh, it's so good. He's in like pressed white linen pants and he's it's like getting down on one knee to get angles and taking pictures of her with the disposable camera. And it is just, it was just everything about it was so absurd Hollywood and <laughs> so, so good. And Chris Pine is now a meme. You saw, you've seen the meme where he's got the headphones on. Oh my gosh. No, I have to look these up. Okay. Oh, so good. So he's, he's he basically, he's become a meme because he's wearing the headphones and he's got this look on his face. That's like, I would rather be anywhere, but here. Yeah. So it's just like everyone in a Zoom meeting in 2020 or you're like when you're when you go to a restaurant after you tell all your friends you'll eat anywhere and you hate this restaurant. Like it was just it is so, so good. And like, who knows? Like none of it seems real. Like Florence Pugh just posted all of her photos in the last couple of days about like the the red carpet and everything. It just refused to acknowledge any of it. And I love her. And (laughs) it's so weird because everyone here is like eminently likable people right like who who knew that somehow harry styles who seems to be bulletproof is the villain in this have you seen the video though of him it sure sure looks like it yeah it definitely looked because okay and of course chris pines people are like no it was just a weird angle or whatever and it's like no 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 no. chris pine has his sunglasses in his hands he puts his sunglasses in his lap harry styles walks out he immediately leans over chris pine something his jaw moves you see a little something and then you see chris pine's reaction of like did this mf 
just do this. Right. I mean, maybe he was just enunciating because as I was taught, you know, growing up the son of a of speech professor, sometimes if you're enunciating correctly, you're going to spit. Maybe he was just saying hi with a very high T. I don't know, but it definitely looks like he did spit on him. And those memes are hilarious. It's uh, it's so good. And the best part is the movie evidently sticks. And that's what I've heard. Yeah, well, because it came out with a Rotten Tomatoes ranking of 39%. And I'm pretty sure a lot of the movies that I have thought are horrible that I love over the last, you know, 107 episodes, most of them had a better rating than 39%. Yes. Eesh. 